Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, a show dedicated to Japanese tea. Hosted by tea blogger Ricardo Caicedo. Welcome to episode 34 of my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Today we'll talk with Oscar Breckel, a Japanese tea specialist that is very famous in Japan. Hi, Oscar. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ricardo. Thanks for having me. So uh, I know that probably everyone in Japan knows who you are, but can, <laughs> can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. That would probably be a great idea. I think that I'm not very known in the international tea community.、Uh, I just had my first book released here in Japan. Uh, it's called uh, which kind of means uh, uh, about the Japanese tea that I, that I fell in love with,、uh, the blue eyed tea or Japanese tea evangelist, sort of, if you translate the title.、Uh, I came to Japan about five years ago, or I had been traveling a little bit before that as well, but、uh, I moved over here about five years ago. Uh, for the sole purpose of becoming a Japanese tea specialist. I was born and raised in、uh, southern Sweden,、uh, but I decided to turn my hobby, which was Japanese tea, into my career. This was about 10 years ago, or a little bit less than 10 years ago. But、uh, in order to do so, I thought that it was sort of a prerequisite, or I thought that it was necessary to learn Japanese. And sort of on the way, I realized that、uh, it wouldn't just do to learn Japanese. I probably have to move here because I want. Wanted to see tea plantations and tea factories and stuff like that. And right now I'm working for、uh, an organization called Japan Tea Export Council, which is an organization that receives funds from the Japanese Ministry of Forestry and Agriculture to do PR or sort of to promote Japanese tea overseas.、Uh, that's sort of my main job, but apart from that, I'm doing different kinds of events, mainly in Japan, every once in a while overseas. and...、Um, Recently, I've been on Japanese television and radio quite a lot as well. And then I got my book release. So things are sort of getting crazy over here in Japan. But I think that I'm still not very known to the international tea community. So it's very nice to be talking to you today. Okay, but it's very good to hear that someone is known for being into tea because that's not, I guess, outside Japan, it's not very mainstream yet. Uh, it isn't, definitely not. And especially when it comes to、uh, foreign tea specialists. Uh, uh, in 2014, I got my Nihoncha instructor certificate or Japanese tea instructor certificate. And we're only about eight or nine、uh, people who are born in any other country than Japan uh, uh, who has、uh, this kind of certificate. So I, I think that was one of the reasons、uh, why I got all the media attention recently, especially during the、uh, tea season this year.、Uh, but Partly also because、uh, what I'm doing is pretty different from uh, most other uh, people, I suppose. Because I moved to Shizuoka. I used to work as a salesman in、uh, Tokyo. That was the beginning of my life here in Japan. And I, I worked with something that was completely、uh, unrelated to tea. But since my reason for coming here to Japan was to learn about tea and eventually to promote tea to a foreign public, I.、Um, Uh, decided that I needed some proper training. So I quit my job and moved to Shizuoka to study for one year as an intern at a tea research、uh, center they have in Kikugawa, in the central part of Shizuoka,、uh, Japan's biggest tea growing region. 
And I think in that sense, uh, that makes me different from uh, most other people. You, you, you can actually find, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but you could find uh, some people who are doing, for example, sado or Japanese tea ceremonies and uh, who've been here for about 10 years or more, and uh, 20 years. However, I think it's very rare to come across someone who is um, studying sencha uh, or leaf tea, leaf Japanese tea as much as I have. So that's probably one of the reasons why I got the attention here. So you worked at a tea research station? I did for a year, yes, uh, while I was an intern. So uh, I often get <laughs> misunderstood because I, some people think that I'm a tea scientist or something, which I'm not. But uh, I was working as an intern at the facility. So what you're doing is basically that you're helping out the researchers uh, at the facility. So you're doing studies on tea. You need to uh, produce tea. You need to grow and produce tea uh, for all uh, the different kinds of experiments. So Basically, I was, uh, well, you could more or less say that I was farming for <laughs> for a year or so, uh, especially during the shincha or the spring harvest season. It was very busy because we had a lot of different cultivars at the center, early cultivars, late cultivars, and everything in the middle. And so the tea season went on for about three weeks, and you went into the fields early in the morning, about seven o'clock. You started picking tea, uh, some by hand, some by uh, different kinds of machines. And then you started making tea in the factory at about 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. And then you kept on doing that till 8, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the evening. And you then we started to um, clean the factory and prepare the factory for the next day. Uh, so um, I think I, I came home at around 12 o'clock, sometimes even later at night during the tea season. But basically what I was doing was that I was uh, picking tea, producing tea. And uh, then when it wasn't the, when the tea season was over, I... Uh, had a chance to uh, use a lot of study material, uh, which was available at the research facility. So it was a great thing. It, it definitely did a lot for for me. It gave me proper uh, tea training. And what, what exactly does the tea research station do? Uh, they mainly, well, they, they're actually doing a lot of things. Um, but I think the most interesting thing, or I think that uh, the thing that would be most interesting for the listeners would probably be the cultivation of the uh, different kinds of tea plants or uh, different kinds of uh, cultivars where they're breeding different kinds of cultivars. Uh, actually, the research center in Shizuoka has produced uh, many of the tea cultivars that are cultivated across uh, all across the country these days. For example, Koshun uh, Tsuhikari, Yaman Noibuki, and also uh, Yamakai, for example. A lot of interesting cultivars are bred at the tea research center in Shizuoka. Okay, and when exactly was your jump to fame? Uh, I, I think it came sort of in uh, two or three steps. Uh, when I moved to Shizuoka, um, Shizuoka is a lot smaller than Tokyo, where I live right now, obviously. But And uh, especially if you're doing tea, which is something that is um, very special for uh, people in Shizuoka, I would say. Uh, I think people who live in Shizuoka, they're very aware of the fact that they're, uh, they are a tea-producing area. And whenever foreigners come to Shizuoka, they are, I think, likely to end up in newspaper articles and stuff like that. But in my case, since I was an intern at the Tea Research Center, I kind of stood out, I suppose. And uh, I think it started with a um, small local uh, broadcasting uh, station or a small TV channel in Shizuoka. I was um, uh, on television in Shizuoka first, and that led to another thing. There was... Um, this uh, newspaper uh, that uh, brought me up and brought my story up. And 
published an article about me. And then it sort of went from there. It was it was a slow process, definitely. But uh, whenever you appeared, whenever I appeared in in an article, you would always get contacted by some other newspaper or magazine or something like that. And I started to write articles about Japanese tea as well and about my experiences in in Shizuoka, well, and in in Japan in general. And I, I never expected that to happen. I, I think I thought that. Well, if I moved to Shizuoka to study tea, I would probably be in a radio show or something, and perhaps on local television. But I never expected to actually write articles in Japanese uh, about Japanese tea. But it turns it turned out that um, well, that was the way uh, things went, and uh, uh, I think that one of one of my breakthroughs. This is a little bit embarrassing, but uh, there, there there is a TV show here. In Japan, uh, that is called sort of uh, "Why did you come to Japan?" And they, uh, the reporters, they would usually go to uh, any of the international airports in Japan, usually in Tokyo, but every once in a while in other places. And I was returning to uh, to Sweden. I think it was in the winter of 2015. I spent Christmas and New Year's uh, back in my home country, and then I came back to Japan. And yeah, I was caught by these reporters, and they were asking me questions. And I said, "Yeah, I'm doing tea, and that's why I'm in Japan." And oh, do you have anything tea-related in your luggage? And I brought off my Japanese teapot that I always bring with me whenever I'm abroad. And uh, they were like, "Do you mind if we come with you to Shizuoka <laughs> to do some recording?" And I was like, "Oh, no, sure." Uh, but the reason that this is kind of embarrassing is that they usually pick up tourists and people who are doing kind of weird stuff in Japan or odd stuff in Japan. Uh, but uh, a lot of people saw that TV show, and um, uh, you could see what I was doing in Shizuoka uh, when I was working in the fields. And uh, I got a lot of Facebook followers here in Japan after that. But actually, that wasn't my major breakthrough. I was in another TV show uh, on NHK, which is Japanese public service TV channel, uh, called Sakidori, which was aired uh, last year. December, so in December 2016, I got basically 30 minutes.、Uh, they were filming me when I was working, when I was guiding foreign tea, tea specialists around here in Japan, and、uh, also when I was、uh, doing some tea tasting events here in Tokyo. And there was also、uh, a studio interview,、uh, but it was all. But all in all, it was about、uh, 30 minutes, mainly just about me and about my project here. That gave me about, I think, 2,100. Instagram followers or so in just one day. And Great. Yes, <laughs> and, as, and th- that is actually also when、um, I got contacted by a lot of publishers here in Japan because、uh, there were、uh, quite a lot of publishers that were interested in making a book sort of about my life or my my project here. So yeah, it, it, it was it was a slow process, but it started out with local television and some articles in Shizuoka. And then it was the Why did you come to Japan show, and then after that it was the, I would say the major breakthrough was、uh, the NHK show, and from there it has just continued on. Okay,、uh, can you tell us about <laughs> your book? Yeah, it's um it's a book about it's about Japanese tea, and it, and it's also about me. It's about why I. I、came to Japan. I wasn't. I wasn't very satisfied with the situation over in、uh, Sweden. Well, not only Sweden, but Europe and, and the West in general. I, I like Japanese tea a lot, but I thought that there weren't a lot of、um, alternatives available. I wanted to drink different kinds of Japanese tea, and well, from different regions, and also made from different cultivars. And I was sort of thinking that if I 
went to Japan, I would come across a lot of different kinds of interesting teas. Uh, it turned out, however, it wasn't as um, easy as I expected it to be. I think this probably deserves another podcast, but I, I imagine that a lot of Japanese would drink uh, single cultivar Japanese tea and uh, they would, you know, uh, use traditional teaware and uh, think of tea as something really important. In fact, most Japanese people are uh, drinking tea from pet bottles these days and a lot of Japanese wouldn't use Akusa or Japanese teapots. So uh, it, it's kind of a little bit about that, how I was surprised when I came to Japan. I still like Japanese tea a lot, but, uh, you know, I tried to turn Japanese tea into a career, so... I needed to find different kinds of Japanese tea because I, I wanted to take this uh, back home to Sweden or, uh, uh, well, Europe, if you like, uh, or the West, if you uh, want to make the story bigger. But uh, I, I couldn't really find what I was looking for in the beginning. Uh, but I, I did some uh, searching, and eventually I stumbled upon a tea place in Tokyo. I wasn't living in Tokyo at the time. I, I, I came as an exchange student in 2000. I was studying in a city called Gifu, which is located in the middle of Japan. But I, I did some traveling to different tea regions and also to Tokyo. And I came across this um, tea shop or tea cafe in uh, Tokyo called Chachanoma, which is a place uh, that you really need to go to if you happen to be in Japan, uh, by the way. But they specialize in uh, single cultivar and single estate Japanese teas. And when I entered the shop uh, and when I tried their their teas it was like oh yeah this is this was what I uh, had been looking for because uh, most of their teas are sencha and they're made more or less uh, more or less in the same way but made from different cultivars and also from teas uh, using tea leaves from different states and uh, the difference is huge uh, I would say it's like you know like red wine or single malt whiskey or something like that it's, it's really a huge difference between the different kinds of uh, teas in the different kinds of regions. So uh, when I found that, I kind of uh, rediscovered Japanese tea or sort of fell in love with Japanese tea uh, for the second time. And uh, I decided to uh, stay in Japan or to uh, move here in some way or another and to uh, study about Japanese tea even further because this is what I want to uh, uh, introduce to uh, not only uh, to Japanese people, of course, and that's sort of what I'm doing lately, but uh, to an international uh, audience as well. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of about that uh, the, the current situation, the Japanese uh, tea industry or the tea consumption here in Japan. Uh, but also, of course, uh, what I like about Japanese tea. I think a lot of Japanese would just drink tea uh, on a daily basis. They wouldn't think about it. They would, uh, that much, um, they wouldn't think about regions or uh, where the, uh, the tea they're drinking uh, is actually from. And I think it's it's also a thing that is, is so normal to Japanese people. So uh, a lot of people wouldn't care uh, so much about tea, which is a sad thing because the tea industry is not doing very well. But uh, for me, tea this goes not only for Japanese tea but also for tea in general. And I think that many tea uh, lovers. Uh, Across the globe would agree with me. Uh, if you, when you're drinking tea, it's, it's, it's not only about the taste and the aroma. It's also, uh, you know, about the history and the culture. Uh, whenever you're drinking tea, it, uh, you kind of get carried away somewhere. I mean, this, uh, this beverage has the ability to take you away to uh, to a different world, sort of. You, you can re uh, you can travel sort of mentally by using tea. 
And also, I think that we can connect regardless of the religion, race, or nationality. I feel like if you if you if you're a tea drinker, you can always connect to other tea drinkers uh, across the globe. So I think there's there's uh, there's a lot to tea uh, apart from the taste and flavor. So I'm writing a little bit about this as well uh, because I want uh, the Japanese to sort of um, uh, rediscover uh, the beauty of something that uh, they are sort of taking for for granted. That is uh, from here, from their country. And the book is only, as of now, it's only in Japanese, right? It is only in Japanese, yeah. Uh, and I never expected that to happen, <laughs> uh, to be honest. I, I was thinking about writing a book in English. I actually started uh, doing that. Uh, I started writing about, I think, one year ago or one one and a half years ago. And um, recently, I'm actually discussing this with a publisher in Japan. So. Um, There is a chance that I uh, uh, might be able to get my English book published, but uh, it's going to be a little bit different because when uh, when I'm writing in English, I feel like uh, there are a lot of things that uh, need to be told about Japanese tea. Uh, whenever I read about Japanese tea uh, in foreign books, for example, in English, and uh, it's actually even worse in my native tongue, Swedish, uh, there's a lot of um, wrong information, and the different books they contradict each other and. A lot of uh, authors haven't gotten the Japanese uh, history or uh, geography straight, and in in many cases, you can actually find mistakes about uh, the well facts about uh, tea itself. So, uh, I think that uh, it would be helpful for a lot of tea specialists, especially those who are trying to specialize in Japanese tea, if you provide them with some information. That's something that we're very bad at here in Japan. Uh, I think the language barrier is a is a huge problem, and. Uh, I sort of would like to uh, provide people with uh, well correct information about Japanese tea, and but not only that, of course. I think uh, there's one interesting thing about Japanese tea is that, especially Japanese sencha, is that you can you can brew it in many different ways. You can use cold water, hot water, lukewarm water, and by doing so, you can evoke different tastes and different well different taste nuances and also different uh, flavors of the tea. Uh, so. Um, I think it's a, it is a very uh, interesting beverage uh, in that sense. So uh, I would like to uh, introduce different ways of enjoying Japanese tea as well. And hopefully, I can get that book public, published in uh, uh, May next year. We're we're still negotiating, so I, I, I cannot say for I cannot say for sure. But uh, I really hope that it will become reality. Yeah, I would like to review it. <laughs> And your current job. You you sort of have two jobs right now, right? Uh, yeah, I would say maybe two or three. I'm not really sure. I mean, this is a problem whenever somebody's uh, asking me, uh, what what are you doing for a living? I'm I'm almost not mm. sure myself. But yeah, uh, like I said in the beginning of the interview, my my uh, workplace would be uh, Japan Tea Export Council. That would be my main job, so to speak. But uh, apart from that, I'm organizing different kinds of events here in Japan and. Uh, You know, whenever you're on television, you would become well. People would contact you, asking you for, uh, well, asking you to uh, be part of different kinds of events, or some some pe people would uh, write an article about you and stuff like that. So, uh, and that is sort of taking more and more time recently. And um, uh, I think that the best way to describe me would uh, kind of be, well, this would be very unusual, of course, but I'm sort of a uh, Freelance tea personality that is doing uh, uh, different kinds of jobs, but 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 as for my main job here at the Tea Export Council, where I am right now, I'm actually at the office right now. 
uh, what we're doing here, well, we're doing a lot of different things, but mainly what I'm doing here is that I uh, produce uh, different kinds of study materials, for example, for T uh, specialists, for, for uh, well, directed at foreigners. Every once in a while we get uh, foreign guests here, and we uh, guide them around, let's say, in uh, places like Shizuoka or Kagoshima or Kyoto, for example, well, uh, tea, tea regions here in Japan. Uh, we would go to factories and uh, tea plantations. And uh, most of the time, there would be a tea farmer or someone working at the factory who would explain about tea. In, but However, that would be in Japanese. So they need someone who could uh, translate or interpret that into English. And uh, that wouldn't really be possible, uh, even if, if you... You're a skilled interpreter, uh, unless you know about tea. That, I think that's something that is really important. And I think we're, we're quite a few, actually, who um, are more or less able to do that. It's, it's not an easy job because a lot of Japanese tea terms don't have uh, an equivalent in, in English. So it, it's very hard sometimes whenever you're the actual spot or when you're, you're uh, in a factory or, let's say, in a plantation. But uh, that's uh, one of the main... That would be one of the main tasks, sort of, or uh, one of the main things that I'm uh, doing here at the Teaksport Council. Okay, and do you have any future plans for your career? Uh, I do, I do. Uh, first of all, I want to get a book published in English as well, and hopefully that will be reality in May. And, of course, um, I had this dream or this thought many years ago when I started out this project that uh, I wanted to introduce different kinds of Japanese tea to uh, to an international audience. So, uh, at some point, I will start to export tea. Uh, I, ha- I had a th- uh, I was kind of thinking that I should spend at least three years in Japan, and then probably go back to Sweden and sell tea in uh, different countries in Europe. But I've been here for five years now, and a lot of interesting things are happening here in Japan. Uh, so I-, I will do tea export at some point, but uh, I will probably stay in Japan at least for a couple of more years to come, and. Um, I'm actually planning to start a company here in Japan and to start selling teas here first before uh, exporting them. Because as, as it happens, uh, the, the biggest market for Japanese tea is, uh, well, surprise, uh, Japan. <laughs> so so <laughs> uh, I'm kind of thinking that it's probably a good thing to start here because um, uh, a lot of um, young people in Japan, they are not drinking Japanese tea at the time. So... I think there's a chance here to sort of reintroduce their own tea uh, to themselves, sort of. So, and, and that's what I hope to do. And since I got quite a lot of media attention uh, recently, I think now is the now is a good time to start. So, I'm going to start a company here in Japan, and hopefully within a couple of years, I will be able to uh, ship some tea uh, overseas as well. Very good. So, I hope that we'll be hearing more of you. And also, um, we will do another podcast and talk just about Sencha next time. Sure, we should definitely do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so time's up, unfortunately. But yeah, it was very nice talking to you, and I wish you the best with all your future projects. The same, Ricardo. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Join us again next time 